Welcome back to another episode of the official NHSSCA podcast, the podcast for high school strength coaches by high school strength coaches. As always, I am your host, Coach Andrew McGacky. We are kicking off the year 2024 with episode number eight with guest Pete Arroyo. Coach Arroyo is a private strength coach located in the Chicagoland area. Pete has been coaching for over 20 years, and in those 20 years, he's amassed a ton of knowledge and wisdom that he is happy to share with you, the audience. He and I speak on, obviously, his backstory as a strength coach and kind of how he came up into it and what that looked like his early days, answering questions on forums and to where he's at today. And then we get into the discussion of the private strength coach versus you know, school public strength coach, if you will. Um, I, I, we have a great discussion on what that looks like and what we can do moving forward as an organization to better those relationships because I think that it's something that needs to be discussed. And Pete, as a private strength coach, agreed. And, and so that's something that we really wanted to talk about. And I think we have a great discussion and I hope you agree. Coach Arroyo has products that he sells on his Gumroad that are going to be listed below. He is going to be running a discount on both his bundles and individual products. So if you don't want to get the whole bundle, you can still get all of his books and programs at a discounted price. So I will link those below as well as his socials and also to some awesome articles he's written for both Elite FTS and Simply Faster. As someone who has purchased Coach Arroyo's products in the past and ran a few of his programs, I ran his bench press program over the summer and set a big PR for me. So I can tell you firsthand that his products work, that they are written with sound logic and practical application, and they are easily digestible, and there's just a ton of value that you'll get from them. So I can firsthand tell you that they are well worth the investment. The first episode of 2024 is brought to you, as every episode is, by two fantastic sponsors. Our spotlighted partners for this episode are Output and Vitruve. Output is sports science made simple and scalable. Whether you're a solo practitioner or part of a sporting organization, Output can save you time, give you instant athlete insights, and measure movements spanning BBT, strength, power, mobility, and more. Vitruve. Precision-driven performance, gold standard LPT for velocity-based training, enhancing strength, power, real-time feedback, and minimizing fatigue and injury. I thought 2023 was a great start to the podcast, and if you agree, please leave a rating and a review. And if you don't agree, also leave a rating or review and tell me why and what I can do to make this podcast even better for you, the NHSSCA audience, in 2024. Now enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the official NHSSCA podcast, podcast for high school strength coaches by high school strength coaches. As always, I'm your host, Coach Andrew McGacky. I'm joined by the wise Pete Arroyo. Is that pronounced? <laughs> well, I pronounced that right. Huh? Checks in the mail on that one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, full disclosure, I went back last week and re-listened to your interview with Zach Evanesh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to make sure that I want I say his name right. And then, you know, just to kind of get, I'd listened to it previously, but I'm going to go back and re-listen to it since I want to have him on the show. Okay. Uh, Let's start off with an introduction for those of the listeners who might not be familiar with you. You are a private coach out here in the land of Lincoln, the best state in the country. Uh, Controversially, depending on who you ask, it's the one I live in. So I'm going to say it's the best. Um, Also, the only coach I've ever DM'd 
for a workout before. So you have that distinct. Oh, okay. There you go. The only coach I've ever messaged and asked for a workout. Before. I hope it worked. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later on maybe, but yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, you know, let's start with a brief, you know, history background, how you got into strength and conditioning, why you got oh into strength and conditioning and where you're at today. Yeah. So, uh, I'll just say, you know, for those who don't know me, my name is Peter Royal. I, uh, own and operate uh, performance inspired training out here in the uh, west suburbs uh, Naperville area more more predominantly uh and how I got into it man I always tell people <laughs> it's kind of like how I do everything kind of from the back door or ass backwards so I was I was whole I was basically done with school uh and I was home and I had essentially nothing lined up so I was just training on my own uh at the time was uh a big uh or a big participant on uh mel sif's uh God, what was it uh, the super training uh email forum uh i was on that and obviously into getting getting the time getting into strength stuff i was a failed baseball player so of course i have the time i had more in the basement i just wanted to compete at something and as being more of an uh, individual type uh i probably should have uh, gravitated to those sports more in high school but another conversation for another day so you know i figured i'd foray into like powerlifting and, and just just started training on my own so i'm on this forum i'm answering questions uh and, and keep in mind i'm at home i'm working at a jewel bag of groceries <laughs> you know and at the time home was in south holland uh which is a uh in the south suburbs so uh far cries from where i'm at here but anyway I, I was just you know answering questions for about a year or something answering questions here and there listening taking from other stuff and i got a uh uh a private email back so everything was all, all email back then there was no social media really going on so i got a guy uh a, an email from a guy named john alder who had owned a powerhouse gym out in all things naperville so that's where I, I went to school and i was like oh wow that's cool so he had he had invited me up uh from that said hey you answer a lot of these questions on here pretty intelligently seem like you know what you're, you're doing and I'm like well I'm trying I'm, I'm still learning I'm kind of young I haven't really done this you know outside of my own uh, application I wasn't really working with anybody at the time uh, outside of a few people here and there and basically call them training partners um, so I go up to his gym and he's has this powerhouse gym which is not unlike the old school like you know the golds the had all the machines and everything but the 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 unique thing was he had this room in the back that he had called ESP athletics stand for explosive speed and power. And so just a little quick background on John, he was a golf war vet as well as played football at Wisconsin. And his strength coach was uh, the legendary Jeff Everson. So definitely coming from an old school eighties, you know, background, he also power lifted as well. Um, you know, had that kind of mentality. Um, so we actually, how I got my job was we went through a, at the time, uh, this is in the late, no, the early 2000s. So that had to be, oh, 2002, around there. So come in and I do a, a, a box squat workout with him. So at the time, you know, the West Side Barbell stuff, uh, Louis Simmons uh, or uh, Dave Tate and Jim were actually traveling around doing all those two to four seminars, which we later on hosted, which was super cool. Um, but anyway, did a box squat workout. He's like, I oh, really, you really look like, you know what you're doing. You can coach it. You want a job? And I'm like, yes, where do I sign up? You know? So that's how I initially got my job working for a, a you know, private sector guy, which I've been 
basically this whole time. Um, and uh, just kind of took the ball and ran from it from there and never looked back. And, you know, it was funny because a couple of weeks later, I kind of found out what the, what the job made because uh, I didn't ask. I was just like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm not having bad groceries anymore. And it's like, oh, it pays eight bucks an hour. I'm like, still cool. So I'm basically traveling from, from the Indiana border up to the West suburbs, which uh, sometimes in the winter could be, a, you know, you know, two hours going and two hours coming back, depending on you know, when you left, but, uh, yeah, that's how, that's how I initially got my job and just started working with, uh, with, with, you know, I was you know, football right away was, you know, how I cut my teeth and, you know, it's true. It's through the 20 plus years. It's, it's, <laughs> I've been asked to, do, <laughs> I've been asked to work with all types of other sports and, and in between. So you can only imagine. Where are you at training today? Is it still same? still in the same area uh where i where i'm at is a place called and and it's it, it we can go into the story and detail of how it happened but i'm at a place called uh it's a bit of a long story but but just a, like uh like joe riggio said it's like a novel and i'm like yeah i couldn't believe it either but anyways twenty-two thousand square foot place it's kind of like i'm back to where i start it's a commercial gym it's kind of like a mom and pop it's called mpg fitness in aurora uh, it's 24 seven and they actually, and I couldn't believe that they, that they market this, but they cater like strongman powerlifting bodybuilding. But then in the area that I'm in is basically triple the size of where I was at, uh, at the beginning of the year. Um, and it's got, I have all my equipment there. I have 50 yard turf. It's freaking beautiful. <laughs> and my expenses are really low, which is great. Um, you mentioned, you know, going back to like box squat workouts and, you know, you've been mm -hmm. doing this for over 20 years and stuff. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, you go by, um, you know, you got your conjure pit mm -hmm. uh, articles, you know, and stuff like that. You, you, uh, so obviously like you come up with, with a conjugate West side, you know, education and background, you know, obviously and with your competitive powerlifting, mm -hmm. but how is that still your, like the framework for your programming today? Are you still like a conjugate guy or has that evolved over the years? That's definitely evolved. So, so Conja Pit, if anybody who's read my, my, uh, my books, I, I wrote two of them, one for powerlifting, kind of like how I used those, that framework of that style. And then, you know, made it my, you know, what I, what I did and what I did with others. Um, and then I wrote the one for like strength conditioning, or I simply just stated that, you know, I, I think I opened the book with, you know, conjugate means to link to something you know in, in terms of uh you know i go into like the uh, the actual definition as, as it applies to like language and writing and whatnot but uh how verkashansky i think it was was it verkashansky that uh coined that term initially um you know to link it to sport so the way i look at conjugate a little bit different it's not just we're, we're we hardly rotate exercises if at all but everything we do has some sort of link to something applicable on the respective field of play. Now, within that, I, I use, you know, there, there's going to be a, you know, not to say we do anything sports specific. I call it athletic specific. So I've actually drawn more from using, because uh, I know Derek Evely's out here, which is great. When he moved out here, I immediately was like, <laughs> he happened to, he happened to coach a team out of Aurora. So we had several meetings. Uh, took his course obviously and was just you know trying to hang out with him and pick his brain but the way I look at it is it, it's more of a of a draw from from Dr. Bondarchuk where we'll use 
you know, a, a battery of test exercises, uh, then, you know, specific develop, specific press, specific development, and then the general means, but within one workout and the way I do it, you know, I cannot, obviously I cannot, like, for instance, I'll say with, when I work with my swimmers that I've worked with for a long time, I can't bring water to the weight room. It's impossible. Right. But what are the underlying things that we can do that make the short course seasons? Because out here we're in a guy season just got underway for short course. I don't know if you're familiar with swimming, but it's a, it's a year round. It's maniacal. They have two phases essentially during the year. So in the summer, they'll do like long courses, which is what you'll see in the Olympics. And then they'll do short course, which is uh, essentially half the distance. So there's a lot more turns. So a lot more jumping and whatnot. But anyways, uh, kind of going back to how I link it to sport is what are the underlying things I can do? Well, we, we need to jump horizontally. We need to jump vertically, be strong in the upper body. And that's, you know, and have, have some, you know, lactic capacity, you know, that's for swimmers. So how, my sets are geared toward linking that to their sport. So energy system specific, um, stuff like that. For some, like a, like a field sport athlete, like I have a group coming in today, we'll have uh, two football players, one soccer player, they train together. Um, they have a little bit of a different lift set uh, just because of skill set. A couple of the guys are a little bit more seasoned. I got kind of a new one, but we'll do the same, what I call the explosive block uh, or the test battery we'll we'll time our sprints we'll do we'll do the dumbbell jumps or we'll jump we'll jump horizontally on one day we'll jump vertically on another we'll time sprints twice a week and if they come in a third day we'll do five ten five so I'm always showing them one where they're at so they know where they need to go um, so that's that's a little bit more how I link it to not necessarily sport but being competitive right so that that's that's where I take and conjugate and kind of turned it a little bit um, because I think when we get into the conjugate waters in terms of, you know, talking powerlifting, well, it's an easy one-to-one -one comparison. We lift barbells in the meet. So it, it's pretty specific that we, you know, in training, we lift barbells, right? In this case, we're using everything, but we're doing everything outside of what we're doing on the field, but we're trying to uh, develop uh, those underpinning qualities that help us out strength obviously has a big role power has a big role coordination has a big role and you know you know how to, that applies to speed in most cases these days you know speed is at a high premium so i use that to link that to the sport uh if that makes sense i love love that you brought up Derek evely what i mean he's awesome yeah yeah he's, he's he lives in the, he lives in the city but so he's a little bit of a ways from where he's i mean because the traffic's so terrible from the city coming any, anywhere but he's about an hour away. But when when he, when I can get together with him, uh, it's just such, such a treat. You know, you know, you just buy him coffee and let him go, and then he's just like boom. But man, I mean, I, I've probably learned so much in our in our. I think I've sat down with him probably about six or seven times over the last couple of years that he's been out here. Um, but man, uh, just just great down to earth practical stuff that every you know, and that's one of the things that's why I, I, I write the way I do my articles or whatever. It's stuff every coach can do, even if we either have technology or not, uh, whether you have fancy equipment or not. I happen to have fancy equipment at my gym, but, you know, most of the times it's like, we're, like, we're using bare bone stuff, especially with, with, with beginning athletes because they don't, you know, we don't need anything crazy, you know. But, yeah, Derek is awesome. He's awesome. And so very giving of his, of his time and information too. I took that Bonders art course that you referenced over COVID. He put it on discount. And I, as a throws coach, you know, on top of being a strength coach, but oh yeah, there you go. As a throws coach, I'm obviously very well 
um, you know, very familiar with Bondarchuk and everything mm-hmm. he's done over the years. So I took that course. And like you said, just took this really complicated, compl- mm-hmm. I, I complicated, you know, loosely, I, I guess, and made it so down to earth and very simple. And it's an awesome course because, you know, for the most part, he's just sitting in a chair, just talking to the camera like he was talking, like, you know, as if you were sitting in the room with him. And it was very digestible. Yeah. And it's a, yeah. yeah, it's an awesome. Yeah. Great course. Yeah. Great coach. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's that's essentially so like, I mean, that that to me is like a base template of, of how I do my stuff. Now, do we throw like dynamic effort in there and max effort and repetitive effort? Sure. You just got to you just got to lay that in with if you can just layer that in. Uh, essentially, if you look at conjugate, you look at that, they're basically very similar, right? Test exercise for a power lifter would be that maximal effort, right? Specific prep might be something that's going to add to like the technique. So you might do that variation, uh, max effort variation or accessory or dynamic effort. Uh, and then preparatory, you're going to, you're going to work the, you know, the muscles essentially that that support that and then general is is everything that supports that so essentially it's like you were to go down the line for power lifting would be like uh deadlift rdl uh good morning single leg uh rdl something like that maybe like back extensions abs lats something like that for an athlete that would be for us let's just break it down like competitive exercise, which we will put a couple in the block. So our competitive exercises are, we want to outdo our vertical jump or our long jumps every time we want to outdo our sprints every time. So we're gunning for it. So that is essentially our max effort, right? So we'll have our sprint in there and then everything that would essentially support that. Right. So you, you can have your, your, your bilateral uh, lift for strength. You can have a single ladder, uh, unilateral mince of my words here unilateral lift for strength or coordination or whatever you can throw dynamic efforts within that and then you know ankles knees hips hip flexors everything else around that um if obviously it's a, if it's a football guy he, he's going to need some upper body obviously in there so you can you can layer in you know is he is he is a kid that just plainly needs to get stronger then yeah you're going to use a, a heavier method or with with raw beginners you're just going you know competitive exercises and gpp with like a one by 20 something like that but anyways that's that's kind of a rough i know i kind of shotgun explained it but that's kind of a rough template of how i how, how i link that that in there and that's that's why it's a playoff of a conjugate pit is a playoff of conjugate but also if you look at the actual session structure of what i do with my athletes it it reads more like a bonder chuck tomorrow just a prospective athlete walks into you to your gym Mm-hmm. and says hey i want to train with you what's that look like you know kind of before we you know before we get to behind the scenes and the wise mm-hmm. things like let's uh, objectively what's it look like as a private coach you know yeah I mean, so it and, and to be honest you know i you know i have easy in that regard so usually there, there's a and i've had that you know probably i've had so many uh new kids come in in the past month so i've had to kind of do that where i give them uh you know and it's part business too like there's a business end of it trying to sell yourself as a coach, which I also think, you know, in, in, at the schools and the public sector um, that, you know, coaches probably are, are, are best kept learning how to sell themselves as well, which I think most of them do pretty well. Um, but anyways, kid comes in. Uh, what we do is we book that eval session. So I'll take them through. And what I do, it's just, it's just, it's very similar. I'm sure how most places, private sector places would do it. We'll do kind of like a mini workout. In my case, it's a warm up, so I can just watch them move. Um, and then I'll take them through a two part eval. One of the evals is we got some specific movement stuff, not necessarily FMS, but just stuff I kind of 
I borrowed from kind of how Vermeil does things. So we have like two or three things in there that we'll do. It's like the lunge and or like a single leg deadlift out into a lunge. Can I can I reach out? Um, we'll, we'll plank on three points, uh, you know, different patterns and kind of see where, where stuff goes awry. Because you, you got to kind of, you know, put them under a put them under duress to see where they break down a little bit, but in a controlled way. Um, so we'll do some eval, some movement eval, but then I'll, you know, just watching them. Hey, do you know how to squat? Do you, can you do a push up? Can you, you know, my, you've been through my warm up, uh, or you've taken my, uh, you have my warm up manual. So basically I'll take them through one of those things and see if they can actually do it. And if they can't, it's like, okay, we know if a kid can't do a push up, it's like, okay, we're gonna have to start with a hand pick up and go from there. So I'm, I'm already working placement. Um, and then I'll basically just do, uh, you know, we'll do, we'll do our, all of our jumps, all of our sprints. Uh, if they're like throwers, like baseball athletes or something like that, we might, we might clock some throws, um, scoop, you know, your scoop, scoop twist, your overhead, your pullover. I'd, I'd keep it simple with that just so we can see what overall power is in that regard. Um, and then that, that day also is my opportunity to educate. Usually mom and dad are, or usually dad is there watching, which I totally encourage. And if they have questions, you know, what is this or what's, what's the, well, how is this compared to around, the, you know, for high schools or whatever, I have that information available just so they kind of know so certain things click. So like when we do a, uh, what was it the other day we were doing shuttles uh, and I had the arena gear gates on there and the one kid Max, he had like, get a pretty good time. I think it was in the four twos or four threes. And he was asking, you know, how does that compare on other people for other high schools? And I go, you know, well, it's, it's, you're, you're on the high end and he didn't start off like that, but he's, you know, even just within, you know, four weeks time, he's gotten better. Now, obviously that's, you know, coaching up the footwork and doing all that has more to do with it. Um, you know, and as, as his power grows, he's already a strong kid. Uh, he'll get better, but essentially it's, it's, uh, you know, obviously they got to sign the waivers and do all that first initially. So we do all the paperwork first. They know they're coming in. We do the two-part eval, or uh, I'm sorry, the warm-up and then the, the, the two-part eval. And then that's pretty much it. And from there, it's it's like, okay, scheduling. Um, this is going to be, you know, you, you, you're in this sort of placement plan to begin with. Uh, and then we'll let the programming kind of take over from there. How individual individualistic is your programming for like in a general sense, I guess, you know, like I think that kids, you know, like there's a, a notion maybe like, oh, you go to a private coach and you have a completely specific individual program tailored to you when like, that's just not real, you know, realistic. It's in the team you know, setting. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. Cause we, we I, yeah, that's the other facet of the way I did. We work with some club teams, um, as well seasonally it's like when we just had uh, the galaxy soccer uh, girls academy come in and that was 160 girls spread out over i don't know how many classes but yeah that's very you know egalitarian in a way uh but within that you're also like you know who can do this today who can that, who do that today where it's an exercise switch for me if they come in with me obviously they're, they're paying a, a bit of a premium to be there so it's it's individualistic to a point but only like okay for me, it's, it's all about placement. You know, I, I have you here. I know you can do this. We can't quite do this yet, but we, we can do a, but we can't quite do B yet. Here's how we're going to get to, you know, to B eventually. And, and it has to do more or less with the lift set. 
than anything else because the sprints and jumps are, are pretty simple, right? Um, I, I relate a lot of stuff. So this is where I'm going to diverge with maybe a classical strength conditioning stuff a bit. So initially, all of my loading for whatever lifts we do are going to be based off of body weight. So we relate everything to the athlete's body weight. So I guess that's a way to individualize their loading for them. But then it's with the forethought, like I just released the uh, Rite of Passage program book. Um, and I kind of outline, you know, that process there. Once we get to a certain point, you know, because it might be a year or two before we actually establish quote unquote maxes. So nothing we nothing I do is off a of max list because my justification is if they don't have the skill set, they don't have a max. Right. I haven't been able to teach them that. And if I'm getting them from depends on too if they do stuff at their schools or for their schools, I don't quite know unless they bring their program into me or I happen to know the coach, I, I don't quite know what they're doing. So I have to assume like they might not know certain things. Uh, most of the schools I know they come from do kind of like the basic stuff, the squat, the trap part deadlift. Uh, they might RDL. Um, they, they, they bench press, but a lot of my stuff too, like I'm, I'm, I'm maybe like too, <laughs> I harp on the tech technical part of it, maybe too much. But the whole point is to have a technical pro progression is to kind of save them from from getting chewed up from it, right? So we'll have we'll have you know certain uh, entry level progressions of the lifts. Then they have to get up to a certain body weight with that, and then we'll have the next progression already ready to go once they hit it. So it, it's kind of what I call a targeted training objective. Okay, like here here's where your placement is after the eval. Here's here's where we're gonna start you off lift wise. Um, and here's where your target's going to be. So, like, for instance, I have this, this soccer player um, that came in more recently, and we're doing – we're just simply doing, you know, it's like a path to doing the, the Olympic lifts with the barbell. Now, some do them, some don't. I actually like doing the powers, the power versions of it. I think it's great because, uh, one, it's – the kids always like it. It's kind of fun to them. So, I'm like, I'm not going to take them away from fun. It's kind of like some of these places that come in and they say, you know, the bench press is dangerous for swimmers to do, so we're not going to bench press. It's like, okay, you take away a bench press from a 14 to 16-year-old kid, you just lost. <laughs> so so I don't do that. I'll, you know, it's like, hey, show me you can do good push-ups. Okay, now we're going to get the dumbbells to a certain point good. And wouldn't you know they will they will try when they can, hey man, you got to earn your way to the barbell if you haven't already, sort of deal. Um so, so that's how I, how I kind of set that up. You mentioned, you know, you don't know what their, their high school program is. Obviously that's one of the big talking points that I wanted mm -hmm. to get to today was that relationship between the high school strength coach and private sector strength coaches. So, you know, I, I run strength, um, strength and conditioning for a public high school mm -hmm. and there's a lot of private coaches in my area. And a lot of the kids that I have in class are going to private coaches. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is my, only my second year here. So I don't know many of them and I don't have a lot of relationships with those coaches. Right. Um, but there is, you know, already there's just some kind of headbutting that I've, you know, had that I've kind of came into like, well, my coach does this. And so, and I, well, I'm going to, I can't, I'm not going to do anything in class today because I'm going to go see my private coach or my private yeah. coach. You know, like I, there's a coach that like his kids um, don't touch their chest on bench press. Like he's like got it ingrained in their minds. Like, no, once the, we, we hit 90 degrees, we, we go up. <laughs> And I'm sitting here in class like, no, 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 I want the standard is you touch your chest and you go up. And then, you know, like, so like little arguments like that and just this different um, yeah. 
school of thought, right? And, you know, and I know it goes both ways that, you know, as private coaches, you know, kids are paying mm -hmm. you time and you're giving you, um, and your expertise and you mm -hmm. feel like you, the way you're doing it's best. And so how can we, how can we kind of bridge, bridge that gap, right? How can, what, like, in your opinion, can we do to have better relationships between the public coach, if they have one in their school, and then the private coaches that they might be seeing afterwards? Yeah, so at least from my end, it is I, I have always, any, any uh, for me, I've always had an open-door policy. I mean, co coach wants, and, and that's, the, that's kind of been the good thing with me. I haven't, I've kind of walked on both sides a little bit. So I have, so kind of going back to my work with the high schools, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a teacher or anything or not employed in that way. I was kind of an outside hire that, that, that was seasonal with one particular sport that seemed to be underserviced. And, and in our area, it's, it's the strength conditioning here is a little different because I think at least in the district that's here, it's an optional PE thing from their junior year on so they're not really getting they're not really some of them who, who may have not have done anything they're maybe they're not starting that in their high school till then i don't know why that's set up like that it just is and i think they are they have like a limited time so for me uh actual class time from what the kids have told me they have like maybe 30 35 minutes for a period because they have to you know dress on either end of it and it just makes for a very short period so some of them feel like they're not getting enough of the time, but I know there's, there are some coaches out here that, that, that do it very well for me. So it's anybody who, from anyone that's, that's known me or whatever, they listen to my podcast. I have an open door policy. Come and talk to me whenever I want. We'll shoot the shit, come to the gym, whatever. Uh, in fact, when I've gone over, uh, I work with a, with a swim team locally, uh, where I, well, I, where I would actually step away from the gym, go to the school and then, you know, come back to the gym later but i would run into and i'll keep in mind i'm working with swimmers so that's a very unique special sport that often gets i think it gets overlooked as far as one at least with our program in the school gets overlooked because these kids they do two-day swims uh and three of those days they also have had you know my program coming in and this is in season the, these people they, they do this in season uh, I don't know how any other sport that trains two a days in season. That's just, and I know it's not, you know, contact sport or whatever, but to me, it's just the time commitment. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, but it's something I, I definitely respect and have grown a lot of respect for. Um, but I, oftentimes I would, you know, the, the football coaches or whoever would see what I'm doing and, and whatever. And they're like, Hey, we want to talk to you about this. Hey, we want to talk. I go, yeah, here's my number here. Anytime reach out and they, they never reach out. Um, or here, here's my gym. You guys want to come over and just, you know, we can go over stuff and then they, they never really do that, even though they say it. So my, my, I have an open invite, but also from the private sector. And I think it, it, it probably behooves us on the private sector to kind of be a part of what you guys are doing. And that's why I've gone through the NHSSCA. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still taking the course <laughs> I'm a little long with it just because I have so much other, you know, stuff going on with the business and whatnot. Um, but I've taken the course. I went, I was at uh, Homewood Flossmoor this, uh, uh, this past summer, which was my old stomping grounds, basically, um, out there in the South suburbs. Um, but I think it would behoove us to be involved with some of that, even if it's on the surface and just 
hey, let us know. Like, uh, I, you know, I, I want to be, you know, good with you guys. I want to make sure I'm not stepping on toes. Uh, but also within that, if I don't get a hold of these coaches or whatever, and I have these kids coming to me and I'll ask them, hey, what's your program? And what I'll do is um, instead of ripping that program apart, I know that these things that they're going to do fine, I'm not going to rip it apart. I'm just going to touch on the things that they're not doing. So we might change a movement. And for more, more times than not, I can get away with doing essentially, you know, coming back to conjugate, the dynamic effort method uh, in, in our lift sets um, because it's, you know, powerful, it's faster, and they can recover from it easier where it won't impede um, the their progress at school. And it won't kill them either. And I don't put a whole lot of volume on it either, you know, because we're sprinting, we're doing all this other stuff that they potentially can't do at school because of you know space constraints time constraints whatever or if they're you know if they have like an after school program if they're just in the weight room they may not be doing the sprint work so we can cover that right away i mean that's our first 20 25 minutes of our session right there so i'm just i'm, I'm trying to my best to work around it while give them what i know they need at the same time not kill them so i think it's it's definitely more from because i you know the high school strength and conditioning is growing which i i realize it that's why I've made more of a push to work with adult clientele, which is great because now I have families, you know, so I'll get like mom and dad or mom or dad. And then the, uh, you know, uh, one or two brothers and sisters and, um, and whatnot. So, uh, but I think it's, it's more from our end, right. Um, I have an open door, any, any, any school coach that wants to talk with me or whatever, Hey, it, just give me a call, email, whatever. We'll hook up, we'll get together. We'll host a team call, whatever. I'm, I'm all, I'm all good with that. Um, for the most part though, I've reached out, I've told them and they don't, they don't really reach back. I don't know why, I don't know, maybe I smell or something, I don't know, but, um, I don't think I smell it. It was just a lame joke, but anyways, um, I think, I think being involved with an organization like this, and there might be some coaches too, that walk the line, you know, walk both, walk, walk both sides where they'll have like, you know, a, 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 a private strength and conditioning practice, you know, to appease, you know, to make money in the summers and whatnot, and, uh, you know, while they, they do stuff, uh, you know, for their schools. So at least in our neck of the woods, it's, it's, it's where we're at. Oh, right. I still have a role because um, they just don't have the, like in certain States, I know um, where they have it all the way from the PE is like all the way from like sixth grade on up and all everybody's working together. I'm not sure how the private sector coaches survive with that whole thing, but uh, at least out here uh, we do. Um, but again, I'm not trying to, I have much respect for what the uh, coaches do at school because a lot of the times too, they're coaching another sport um, and the strength and condition, they're just, some of them are slapped with it and it's like an extra thing on the plate, right? So I try to, that's where, that's where I came in with the swimming because the coaches really didn't want to have to have to worry about that. And since uh, 2006, I, this was actually my final, this was my final, well, this past fall is my final season with swimming. So I'm done with that. But I ran that all the way from 06, 06 to then with one school, had a couple other schools in there every now and then. And it, it was weird just with swimming. But yeah, that's a whole other world that we can talk about strength and conditioning with. But yeah, that's that's how I would explain it. I hope, I hope that all makes sense. I and, you know, maybe you agree, maybe you don't. For me, I think a lot of it, just in the nature of our industry, is on both sides, ego can really play into it. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. I, you know, I when I got kids that, like, 
don't want to work hard in class and things like that. And they're like, well, I have a coach. I'm like, okay, you're whether intentionally or not, you're verbalizing to me that you think that coach programs are better or that, right. if you're, you know, that kind of thing. And so then it's like, ouch. Um, yep. then, you know, and then I'm like on the flip side, like if I'm trying to force on things in, with, you know, kids, like it's, you know, it's, a, it's just a hard line to walk it and is. trying to establish those relationships. Uh, a local private trainer, you know, tweeted out like um, sometime last month, you know, basically like slamming, excuse me, slamming high school coaches, like about how we're in the wrong because we are punishing kids for going and seeking private trainers when, you know, there's great private coaches in the sector and things like that, which as a public coach, I truly, I do recognize. And I, I try to tell kids like for me, from my standpoint as like this, as a, in a classroom setting, I, for the most part, limited time, limited space, limited resources right. in our weight room thing. I am like kind of like the bazooka and I'm trying to check big boxes, right. movement, strength, things of that nature. Then you go to the guy that you're paying because this is a free service, you know, in the mm -hmm. sense that it's a public high school. Then you go to the guy you're paying and that is where you can get the specific needs right. that can better tailor. Like I tell kids like, go get it. If you want another coach, go for it. I, I give private shot put and discus lessons on the weekends. Like coach, kids come from hours away mm -hmm. to get throws. Like I understand like from a standpoint of private, you know, being a private coach and like, you know, what I tell them is like, I'm here for your individual needs as best as I can. Mm -hmm. whatever your coach tells you Monday to Friday, that's what we're going to default to because I don't want to contradict anything and put you in a weird spot. Right. Uh, but on the, you know, on, and so like it is, it's just a hard line to walk and, and trying to figure out, you know, again, cause like there's good high school coaches and their kids are still going to bad private coaches and there's great private coaches are getting kids from bad public weight room situations. And so, right. But I, to me, it just comes down to like public coaches and private coaches, checking the ego at the door in the sense for the kid right um yeah absolutely and and and, and maybe maybe like like i said well, like there's more of uh more more coaches like myself that are trying to you know be a part of an organization like this so i can help bridge that gap right and because and, i i see what you guys go through and, and it's it that's stuff's not easy man i mean it's it's because it's like you're you you know you're you know the the admin wants you to perform a miracle but they're giving you nothing you know essentially you know maybe in terms of time facility or whatever um but and, and that's the other thing too i think as private coaches let's refrain from you know putting that stuff out on social media about what you think it, it, unless you unless you've walked that, that in that shoe no excuse me unless you've walked in those shoes don't comment about it because you know i've been in a room where you know, like the uh, the team I used to be with is kind of going through it now. They got another service. Now they got to split up the teams because that service can't figure out how to manage a room of, you know, 50 to 60 kids when there's 10 racks in there. You know, when when I had I had a system that was literally worked, no pun intended, like clockwork. Uh, and, and for those guys that work for the system, you know, that's the other thing, right? It's like for the guys that worked, you know, worked for, you know, some some will say well this didn't work for me it's like but did you work for it right if you if you felt like you you fell short at the end of the day did you were you able to do this now here's me as as a private sector entity coming into a public thing or a public facility working with a team kind of as if it would be their high school strength conditioning service um and you know and some of those guys that didn't you know it was a similar situation what you said they're they're kind of yeah you know jagging around in the weight room not doing anything and they say well we go to 
we go to export gym or something and we work out on our own and I go, really? So you think that's going to be better than a program that's actually coached and designed for you to be better in the pool. Okay. That's, that's the one argument that hurts me. It's like, I do this on my own. Yeah. But you do know you're doing it on your own terms. Like if you're going to another private coach, great. At least I know like they have eyes on, you know, they can, they can see stuff and they can, they can employ, you know, those individual things we need. But when you're just doing some bro workout on your own, it's like, don't even, so sometimes I got on the kids for that and some of them didn't like it. So, you know, <laughs> hey, that, the whole, that's the, you know, then the, yeah, there's that whole other area where they're not going to anybody, but they're doing it right. on their own and they think that that's the best. Yeah. And that's biceps, abs and some bench press and every day. And then, you know, Oh, my shoulders bugging. Well, what are you doing? It's like, and they, you have, you have, you know, no jumping ability. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's pretty funny. So I think that we can agree that from, being on opposite sides, but with a common goal of transparency being like the number one thing that Absolutely. coaches can do, you know, like I, you know, we use all my programs, like we use team builder. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy for kids to pull their program up. Like this is what we're doing for the week. Like this is my workout. So, you know, like I had a, pub, a private coach that kind of does some stuff here at the school. And, you know, he mentioned that, yeah, I had so-and-so come and he, you know, he, we looked at what you guys did in class that day and we, you know, okay, well, you guys squatted, so let's not go squat. Let's do some, you know, some different accessories and things of that nature. And so, yeah, I think that, like, that, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good thing to do. Maybe, maybe the, uh, the organization here maybe has like a, a branch of like, you know, private sector where we can all kind of get together and talk stuff, especially ones in the area. And that way we can connect in the area. I don't know. Um, maybe talk to Mike about that, but that might be, that might be an idea later on down the road or whatever, but yeah, we'll definitely love to, you know, I, I, cause you know, you know, we ultimately, I'm, I'm sure if we sat us all down and we just had some beers and barbecue, we would just all talk training to the, to the, you know, to the, to the night goes, you know, I'm sure it would be the same thing if we all just got together and did that, you know, maybe the, uh, on the forum or whatever, however, whatever the platform is for that, that, I think that would be better rather than, you know, going at it on Twitter or bad mouth and X coach and saying this about Y coach. And, um, but yeah, definitely the transparency is the key. Absolutely. Um, kind of wrap it up. I know you've got some awesome resources out there. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, tell everybody what you've got. Uh, yeah. So if you, if you go to my, uh, so on my Instagram, mostly is where I do most of my stuff there. Uh, outreach if you go to my instagram p.i.t.ssp uh, and then you go to the link tree i'll have a bunch of books i wrote on gum road just like recently had the rite of passage uh, program put out there um and then i have my uh, articles on simply faster a little bit more recent uh than the ones i have on elite fts so if you go to link tree um off the instagram that's uh, where that'll be and then, uh, as I told you in the email there, um, offer, I just bundled all of my uh, books and, and programs on the gum road. So any of the listeners here, uh, at least uh, we're going to go through Christmas with this one, but a hundred dollar discount on the bundle. And the code will be if you want to post it to them somehow uh, as well. But uh, the number four and then coaches by coaches 100 uh, for the hundred dollars off. And if they don't want to go the bundle route, you can just use Conjupit, C-O-N-J-U-P-I-T-20 for any individual thing on there. Uh, if they just want to buy a book or a program or whatever. But yeah, for right now, just kind of keeping things simple. I, I think I got to, there's 
somewhat of an Amazon present that you can get a hard copy. Uh, I think the conjugate principles is on there, but I don't really go too much through that because you don't really, you don't really make much if you buy a, if you, if you write an Amazon book, they take a lot from you if they buy it off of there. But, um, but yeah, that so that's where my stuff's at. Uh, or if you just want to go straight to the gum road, it's uh, thepitpete.gumroad.com. There, um, I've have gone through his bench press program, guys. It was great. It helped me out a ton. I've got your your pull up program. I haven't used it, but I've got it. Um, and I you, I bought your warm out manual. So oh, I, as a public sector high school coach, am recognizing that Pete, as a public or as a private sector coach, has good material, great content that is very awesome, and you you'll get a ton out of. It. I highly recommend this stuff, guys. Uh, hence the why I asked him to be on the show. Yeah, well, well, thank you very much. And yeah, just an ending note on a lot of that stuff. I try to make it again, plug and play, practical. Put it in any spot of your your, your program, especially the uh, the CP three, uh, you know, CP three and the warm ups. You can just you can, as I say, you you know, it's the information that you can use on Monday. You can put it right in there. Well, coach, I'm not going to keep you any longer. I appreciate your time. Again, listeners, public or private, you know, let's do what we can to kind of bridge that gap because that's what's important and that's what's going to push the industry forward for all of our high school athletes. I mean, as a public coach, reaching out, making those connections with your local trainers that your kids are going to. As a private coach, get into the schools, see what they're working with, get to know them, see what their programming is like, and then how can you add on to it? Because ultimately, we all want the same thing. We all want kids to um, be healthy and happy and, you know, help them become better athletes. So, um, if you're a private coach and you want to figure out how to do it well, reach out to Pete. He's the man. All right, man. This All right, is great. Coach. Thank you. Yep. Thank you.